Cam, Dylan, let me guess. Large soda, large popcorn? Yeah, you know it. Would you like butter on that? Yeah, extra butter. Extra Butter Podcast. Yeah, man, I'm glad you picked this. Uh, just seeing Robin Williams, like, I feel like, uh, like, I remember seeing him on an episode of Law and Order SVU, and I was like, man, like, this man can do anything. He was on SVU? Yeah, dude, he plays, like, a, like a creepy... I think he was on a few episodes? Maybe I'm wrong, but I know he was definitely on an episode where he plays, like, again, like, it's SVU. He plays, like, a creepy dude. Yeah. Um, but he has this, like, monologue that he does in that episode that's, like, so dramatically good. Like, it's it's almost like I feel like he started speaking or doing his monologue and everyone on set was like robin you know this is a guest spot right like <laughs> let him cook what yeah exactly let this man cook though like, ice tea is in the on? background like damn that motherfucker don't miss <laughs> ain't he the genie ice <laughs> ice ice this is, this is real life this isn't ice, animated this is, this is this no wait a minute ain't he the goodwill from goodwill hunting ice you, you know he's an actor right you know he's, he's done other roles ain't 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 he been in jumanji <laughs> he rolled I, a five I, got sucked to the game board I, I he looks just like this old lady i saw on tv ice yes <laughs> talking about <laughs> That that John Mulaney joke will never like oh, out, outlet. It's, like it's it's, it's absolutely it's priceless. synonymous with him. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, dude. The, uh, Robin Williams for an entire generation of people is like just a comforting sight, except when he played the creepy ass one hour photo right aid dude, and he was just like, Ooh, yeah, yeah, like yeah, looking yeah, through yeah. your looking through your things, you know? Yeah, dude. Um. Anyway, bro, we live. Homie. We live. Welcome to Extra Butter. <laughs> Your podcast for great conversation and great movies. This is Cam. This is DeLong. And uh, we are, we were just talking about uh, Robin Williams, but that is for good reason. Because mm-hmm. uh, Dylan, tell him, tell him the pick you had for today's <laughs> For today's today, pod. it is the month of November. And November mm-hmm. typically means men do not shave. They grow epic mustaches and beards <laughs> called Movember. So yeah. Movember, I decided on the theme should be People with epic beards and mustaches in films. Now there's a whole lot of them, hot dog. But I decided on Jumanji. Woo! For two reasons. Robin yeah. Williams coming out with an insane epic beard out the jungle, straight got a turtle shell whatever on his back, and then for Van Pelt, the hunter for most of the film, that's played by like the guy who plays his dad in the film, yeah. has just this impressive Van Dyke mustache combo with the Macy Gray pork chop sideburns. Bro, I, also I this is it. This is that fucking generation of film kids like love this fucking movie, man. Yeah, I think for a lot of uh, kids that grew up in the nineties, uh, this was a quintessential viewing experience. You saw this either you know at your house if your parents were lucky enough to have a TV they could play something like this at a daycare at a friend's house. Like this was, it's like this one probably Casper. Like there's certain movies where it's like. Like, even if you haven't seen it a long time, you're like, well, I know I watched it. Like, mm-hmm. it was one of the first movies I remember watching. And Jumanji yeah. is definitely one of those for me, you know? This and Jurassic Park were the two movies I watched the most as a kid. 
That's crazy, bro. It's just ironic, but yeah, it, yeah. It, it was these two all the way. It just blew me away. There's so many cool things about this movie. Obviously, it's got Robin Williams in it. Yeah, had some like dope ass, you know, CG work that I think looked pretty good for the time period. Obviously, and some of it holds up now. It's got a lot of like uh, practical effects in it with some of the animals and things like that, which I yep. appreciate. So it's definitely very visually delightful. 100%, 100%. Dylan, do you want to talk about the plot? This is your okay. pick. You want to go into the plot? Since I got the VHS right here. Oh! You know I got it like that. Coney Please Island, come take rewind. a spin on the cyclone. <laughs> Bing bong. Bing okay, bong. Okay. The film is about Alan Parrish, who as a young boy <laughs> finds a, a board game in the mud. By the way, I've reenacted that scene as a kid a thousand times. Really? Like digging the board game out of the mud. I've just reenacted that wherever I went. You just see me digging <laughs> in mud. Yeah. I thought it was so fucking like it stuck in my brain. So That's Alan weird. finds this board game, tries to play it with this girl he'd been crushing on, right? Mm-hmm. And then he gets sucked into the game. And then years later, you know, he actually gets out by the kids rolling a certain uh, dice, new kids in the house. Yep. And then the only young way to... Mary Jane Watson and young Kirsten Dunst. Kirsten yeah. Dunst. I'm talking interview with a vampire. Mm. I'm talking pre awful Mary Jane. <laughs> I mm. said it. Go get him, Tiger. The only way to reset it is to finish the game. And while they're playing the game, it unleashes all this shit from the jungle and Jumanji. I'm talking stampedes. I'm talking mean ass seagulls. I'm talking lions, bears. Oh my. Oh yeah, dude. And, uh, yeah, Bonnie Hunt's in this too. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. And uh David uh Alan Greer. Love David Alan guy. Greer. Yep, he's yeah. in it. Yep. But yep, it's yep. a lot of classic shit when Robin Williams first burst out the game because he's been sucked into this game for like twenty plus whatever years. So he comes out a full ass man with like a kid's attitude. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And I I'm think there that's... for it. It's a freaky I... Friday situation. 100%. I, I rewatching this film, I was like, I wonder if uh, Christopher Nolan took any inspiration from Interstellar. Bro. Watching Jumanji, bro. Right. You know what I mean? Because there's, there's so many, like, you watching, there's so many elements of this movie that um, rewatching it as an adult, there are emotional beats this movie hits. Like when, when, uh, when Alan first comes back, uh, like, cause there's obviously like Dylan uh, alluded to, there's the 1995 CGI when the kids play the game, the monkeys come out and it's definitely 1995 CGI monkeys. <laughs> it's a little um, rough. On the it's monkeys. a little, it's a little rough. Uh, and yeah. then, then, but then once the lion appears and then you see Robin Williams show up, you know, he, you see him like, look at the pictures. And then like, uh, there's that scene where um, he's asking like, well, where, like, cause his dad worked in a factory and he's like, oh, where are the parishes? And, and the guy's like, oh, I think they're by the old so-and-so. But he doesn't, like, tell them they're dead. Like, it's a yeah. grave. Like, he's just like, I think they're by the so-and-so thing. And he goes and it shows, like, the dad's death date. And then, like, two months later is the, the mom's died, too. Right. Which yeah. is, like, you're alluding that she died of a broken heart. And it's like, oh. oh, man. Like, Robin Williams knows how to make you feel every single emotion is acting. You know what I mean? He's definitely one of those guys that made you realize comedic acting was the flip side of dramatic. Like you could Ooh. easily flip it wherever you want. You weren't just going to be a comedian. But to me, when I rewatched this, this is Robin Williams like Big Daddy, where you mm. knew like he was a interstellar comedian. He can fucking destroy any room and anybody in it. And then all of a sudden, 
he starts like yeah he goes and figures out his parents had died and then this happened and all this was his fault and you're just like damn bro i didn't know this shit was supposed to be sad where's flubber right exactly <laughs> like you know what i mean like I, there's something about robin williams that in a lot of his movies i haven't seen flubber in a while so i can't really speak it's been a minute since i watched flubber but in most of the movies i've seen with robin williams he always seems to add heart to his films like there's always an element of you feeling something about the monologues that he has or whatever scenes that he's giving yes he's hilarious i miss him to this but even like his his portrayals as genie you know an animated film you feel the the emotion when like uh he like the genie doesn't think that aladdin's gonna use the last wish on him or whatever the case may be like you feel the emotion that robin williams gives and i it's it, it almost like every time i see him in these movies it makes me sad that we lost him because mm-hmm. i can't imagine where he'd be right he i feel like there's an oscar in that man's future you know what i mean like for sure you know yeah i think that it's it's so difficult because there's a there's a line in acting where i feel like people will look at it and oh it's simple you're gonna yeah. show up here you're gonna do it like drake and drake and josh you show up you say some lines you go home but <laughs> you can definitely see where certain actors come along and they put so much work in into it and you're just like man that's kind of maybe a little weird but it's part of their craft is bringing like actual real emotion and energy to it and it makes all the difference like you're watching him come through these scenes and just eat it because he's bringing like real i mean when you learn more about robbins you realize he wasn't just a funny dude like he was a fucking devastated dude you know and sadly ended up taking his own life so i feel like when you watch things like this and goodwill hunting you're like damn like he ain't fucking around like he bringing in real pain yeah you You just you just said it like with the with you saying like uh the drake and josh like you just show up and read lines i really do feel like robin was he was he was picking these roles and like understanding what the character wanted out of the scene yeah what the you know what i mean like and that's such a deeper thing than read the lines good you know um yeah yeah i when you pick this one i was just like man like it's 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 always exciting or uh exciting yes but i think the word i was looking for was like highly nostalgic when you get to watch a robin williams movie because he has such a beautiful way of making us all any kid that grew up watching him feel like a kid again just like watching him perform you know i miss films like this because even though there are like elements that are a little more than a kid could handle there was just a lot of films like this that i think are almost gone now where you would like venture to call this like oh it's fun for the whole family like that would be the fucking tagline like <laughs> yeah, this sure. is an adventure for the family <laughs> meanwhile like the kid gets stuck in a car and an elephant's fucking crushing him yep. they're getting attacked by bats the lion's kicking down the door the monkeys are driving the whip across town Bro, caesar's you know? like this is caesar's origin like, story. this is the uprising yeah, yeah. <laughs> but somehow due to like these comedic bits these fantasy bits these colorful comedy moments these highbrow moments it's still like everybody's kind of film it's this beautiful like popcorn film but you know it has its heart to it and i'm like dude i feel like you miss a lot of movies like that now because fucking streaming wars you know we're in the aftermath of the streaming bomb out then films aren't staying in theater the only thing they'll put through is superhero shit this isn't happening you know you miss these yeah. movies that come out and just fucking rock the summer you know yeah also dylan you, you bring up a great point um we should have mentioned this in the beginning of it the acting and writer's right is over oh shit i forgot yeah right yeah, yeah like we're a freaking movie podcast and we forgot to mention that the most essential 
a strike uh, that's happened in film since I don't even remember the last one. I forget what the last is, one I think place. this was the longest actor one that's ever yeah easily been. for sure. Yeah, the writers but... one ended a few weeks and the actors one stuck on a little bit longer. Right. Yep. 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 And it's over, uh, which is fantastic news because a I don't feel like a jerk anymore talking about movies. Mind you, I've always felt a little easier on myself with the fact that I only talk about we really only talk about older movies. I think the only New movie we talked about was Oppenheimer, I think. And, uh, that and like Nope were like the two recent entries we had. Right, but yeah, dropped. Nope was well before the strikes, so it's yeah, like yeah, true. Um, I I'm so excited that that's happened. That like you know, film and 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 um and writing and all that kind of stuff is like you know we're back, we're back in business, you know. But uh, to Dylan's point, uh, watching movies like this. I, yeah they it feels so uh like like cheap to say like they don't make movies like this anymore like i feel like an old head when i say that dude i'm always old but they really yeah right <laughs> exactly but they really but it's don't true. yeah they yeah. don't they don't make movies like this anymore i'm trying to think of the last movie that was like this that wasn't animated because i think animation has filled that slot because they're making mm. like pixar films dreamworks sony whatever they're making films that like will try to appeal to a mass audience sure. but kind of stick more towards kids i think that's their niche that they've jumped into to fulfill that but I, I don't know i feel like it's just been like dominated by so many and i feel like it's unfair to be like well it's all those superhero movies because that that shit is inevitable and it's not new it's unprecedented the amount they've gotten linked together sure. but there's always been film series throughout history that they were like this is good. Let's strike it while it's hot. And they did it for years and years until it fucking died. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. as far as like a whole wave of things, I'm like this, the whole industry as a whole has like subsided away from these kind of films. I really don't even, if we looked it up, we could probably figure out what was the last film that had this kind of vibe, you know? But I mean, that speaks to it, right? The fact that you can't remember the last good family, like, you know like i yeah i can't unless it's an animated film which i think would be a little easier right uh, yeah sure we all loved encanto or whatever but like it, it's it's not i can't think of the last live action feel good you know movie i don't know what i don't know what month this movie came out uh might have been uh, a summer release I it looks like remember. a summer release exactly but like either way like i can't think of the last like good live action family movie that like had it all comedy drama they they just don't make them like this anymore I, I don't know if it's hollywood's just um nervous to to take a chance on you know because yeah i mean to be fair <laughs> we're saying they don't make movie like this anymore there's been two other jumanji movies they just starred the rock and kevin hart you know which is a genre in itself right it's like oh who's in this kevin hart and the <clears throat> the rock right it's like, oh, is this Jumanji? No. Is this that superhero movie? No. Is it that crime movie? How about the spy movie? Oh, 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 like, it's bro, a movie about super pets. Yeah. That's what we're doing? Okay, cool, cool, cool. Is the Kevin Hart there? Oh, yeah, all right. The Rock's all behind right, yeah. him. You yep. can't see Kevin because he's behind the Rock. Exactly, yeah. I mean, and don't get me wrong. Like, I love their dynamic. I'm not trying to hate on what the Rock and uh, Kevin Hart are building. But I do think that, like... I don't know. It's it's we're we're so far gone from the times yeah. of like a uh, uh, a new idea comes out and studios go, yeah, we'll throw money behind it. Like the only ones really doing that right now are A twenty four, and I've heard that A twenty four is going to try to do more 
um uh crowd pleasing yeah, like films large scale IP yeah because like i that. think for them it's like yeah. so that they can keep uh making those though know, indie budgets because yeah again yes everyone loves what a24 is doing but to all my people that love film out there and if I, if you listen to this podcast i would assume that you love film we don't show up in the theaters to support these films that we keep saying we want mm-hmm. so i it's hard for me to to like if anyone's gonna judge a24 or any other studio for doing this when we're not supporting the films that we keep asking them to make is that their fault or is that ours because it's the business of making money at the end of the day mm-hmm. that's what we all need to realize is none of this is just for oh it, it it didn't make any money oh well that's not how life works like they need to make money and if you aren't supporting these films that are trying to be original be unique and we'd much rather go see fast and furious 11 whose fault is that mm-hmm. you know and it sucks too because your studios and your producers are looking at that that money sheet and they're saying like well these aren't making money even though we're making these for cheap they're not really churning out and we're gonna have to keep the lights on yeah so you have something that comes out like the marvels who like people just bombed it no matter what and all the story is oh it didn't make any money didn't make any money didn't make any money like nothing about that tells you how good the film is 100 percent like you could see a twenty four film and that was the best fucking film you've seen like in ten years, but they'll see that it makes nothing and be like, well, I guess people didn't like it. Yeah, it get, it's a failure. Anything, it's know? a failure. Yeah, exactly. And it's just getting harder and harder because apparently, if your movie doesn't do fucking two hundred million dollars in a weekend, it's not good or it's not successful. Like they've forgotten all about the days where it was just like thirty million. Wow, what a weekend, you know? Yeah. Granted, the fucking money inflated to the to the absolute roof and the budgets inflated farther than that. It's just it's getting to be a mess and you almost feel like you got to drop the bomb on it and set counter back to zero in order to get this thing to like level out again. Right. And then we watched like Warner Brothers commit what feels like tax fraud. Oh, it's just like shooting full movies and being like, we're going to write it off. Like, what are we... I heard it was the last one was the John Cena joint. He did, like, a live-action... Yeah, did, like, a live-action Coyote... Uh, yeah, Wiley Coyote. Acme yeah. film that yeah. was, like, 50, 60, 70 million. Finished I, the film. I tried to figure out the logistics of that, like, legal-wise. legal, legal wise and Yeah, legality. was spinning, trying to read the comments. But it's the same thing as, like, Batgirl. There's an entire finished film, all this money... But somehow they're able to be brought like, back no. Brandon Frazier. You know what I mean? Like he Brandon has a starring role in that. Frazier. Like, and somehow you can write it off so that you're good to go. And I'm just like, dude, what's where's the end? Where's the bottom line? You're right. gonna make ten films a year and then write off ten of them because they didn't work right. You used to take a fucking bad movie back in the day. They just took it on the chin and went forward. You know? And, and to, it, like, yeah, exactly, exactly what you said. But like, they're not even giving it a chance. No, nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, uh, people, uh, yeah, I don't know if Batgirl would have made a trillion dollars, but people would have saw Batgirl, I think. Like, it, it's especially if it was good. People are begging for a good DC movie, but then I say that, and The Flash comes out, and people, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I, I, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe that they saw the, but yeah, just like to finish a full movie to not even give it a chance, not even throw it on streaming, just be like, nah, we're just not going to do anything with it. It's, it's crazy. The, yeah. It's the fear of a snowball effect, too, because if Warner Brothers does that with these things, who's to say other people aren't like, you know what? There's like five films on our pipeline that look like shit. And instead of paying for reshoots because the 
the previews didn't go well, we're just gonna fucking can it and take it as a tax thing. Right. You know what and I mean? That that means people are gonna be fucked left and right. Bro, how would Dylan Hernandez feel? Bruh. Shooting first movie, first like director's chair, he shoots Jumanji. You know, whatever it is, yep. huge stars in it. You, you, whatever, and then you finish the movie, and the studio goes, "Eh, we're gonna pull the plug." Yeah, um, what? Bro, it's a full Zack Snyder scenario at that point. It's a full fucking Snyder cut. I'm getting my cousin to leak it online. Dude. Something like that bitch is seeing the light of day. I'm telling you, man. So I'm throwing this on a Google Drive, and I'm getting this mm-hmm. to somewhere. I think that's what they've I've heard One about the John day, Cena. Man. One day about the John Cena thing, right? That there was leaked shit. One day we will see that and Batgirl, bro. I guarantee you, we're gonna see Batgirl one day. That shit. A trillion percent. Yeah, I I heard with the John Cena movie, they um, because of all the backlash that's been happening with this, they they're letting them shop it to other studios. Oh yeah. Um, which fine, but again, I I I know this is like a, a a big sidebar from us talking about Jumanji, but like. I speak about it because I get really excited when Dylan or myself bring up movies like this that we get to watch. Because, again, it just reminds me of a different time. I know I've said it a trillion times. And we're so far beyond that in the current scope of film, in the film industry right now. And I don't know if we can course correct. Or I don't know how we course correct. You know? Mm. And it and it, and it scares me. Because I, I, I do... You know, if I'm if I'm lucky, if I'm blessed enough to have a kid, Dylan, if you're blessed enough to have a kid, or if you want kids, like we're gonna have to show him this, because like, <laughs> you know what I mean, like, Bro. I don't know. If what's, there's that... what's that, Poppy? It's a yeah. VHS tape. VHS. Put it in. Oh shit, it ate it. What yeah. Is that? <laughs> what does that be exactly? Like, it, that's what uh, frightens me, because I I I I don't want to be the kind of person that's like, you know, oh well. My stuff's just better. Like, no, I want things to be good now. Like, I for sure. Like, I want, like, I, yeah. I'm all for kids entertainment still being fantastic. I'm all for any of that shit. And I just feel like we're, we're, like, if they're making money off of movies like this, it's because they're using us, like, yeah. 90s kids that have grown up. Yeah. Like, big, Good Burger 2. Good gravy. You know what I mean? Like, what are I we love, doing? I love those guys, but no, like, literally. In my opinion, the reason why I, I cling so hard to certain eras of film, certain decades, is because yeah. I know that shit is dead. Exactly. And I accept that it's dead because every ever so often in the history of Hollywood, there's always a major shift because of different technology that comes about, different times, etc. And right. it forever kills the era that came before it. You had silent film. Dead. Dead as shit. Silent film had a whole different breed of actors, a whole different way of editing, of of staging, of everything. You had all these exotic, you know, they would call exotic actors that were from different countries back in the day, yeah. actresses. And they were booted out or they couldn't last or they didn't want to go to sound when sound was wired in. And it changed the industry completely. So now that was dead. And then we're on to here. When television came around and built momentum from the 50s through the 70s, shit was dead because now you had to figure out a new way to entice people to get your audience so it gave birth to you know cinemascope and widescreen and all these different formats and big entertainment we dealt with a lot of things in the 80s different things the country changing in the 90s now the streaming thing 
it's a big fucking move it's a big movement so yes. and it's not going away so the shit that we used to watch in the 90s and the 2000s the physical media we used to love shit is dead and now you have to learn the new way to go on so yeah there will be cool shit like jumanji again but i don't think it'll be as often and you'd have to treasure the shit out of it when it comes out which means like you said get your ass to support it get your ass to the theater fucking post about it do something to keep these around if you don't want to keep seeing them drag your old fucking favorites around you know right right yeah exactly or you might end up hearing about a movie that you're super excited about and then it gets canned before it comes out finished that being said the new jumanjis aren't bad i think they're no no no, they aren't they're funny Yeah. yeah they're fine I think that it was a good idea to go with something that was like a new idea. So obviously the new move was like video games. So mm. it being a video game is funny. The Freaky Friday body swap shit is funny. Yeah. As much as you get annoyed with how much. Oh, you I see... forgot Jack Black's in it too. Yeah. Yeah. Karen Gillian, Jack Black. As much yeah. as you see Dwayne and, and Kevin Hart, they're still funny. They yeah. made two of them. They'll end up making another. It's not bad, but no. it is a struggle because you have a very small percentage of films that are just banking off nostalgia that actually work or yeah. that are worth a damn in general, you know? Uh, bro, I, as uh, uh, people are listening, they don't know. I have an sync hat on. Hey, yo. And I am, I am considering watching Trolls. <laughs> just Trolls 3? Be, just because NSYNC's going to be in it. Dude, is, like, that, is that 3 or 4? I have no. I, I haven't seen one of them. That's a lot of trolls. Me neither. A lot of trolls. Yeah, and that's what I'm but this one, like, I'm like, damn, they got Instinct to come back. Like, and that's what they're promoting. It's just like Instinct's reunion and the new trolls. Like, I, that, <laughs> fuck forget the, the trolls. Yeah, fuck yeah. It. <laughs> who cares about the plot? Instinct's back, baby. Like, the it's plot crazy. Is generic soap opera plot. It's oh, my family and my long lost sure. sister. No, it's not. It's all about me, Lance, and the whole crew. I'm telling every trailer. You're all I ever wanted. <laughs> all I ever needed. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, got that sunshine. <laughs> bro, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm it's okay. It's fucking dope, bro. Yeah. It's so fucking dope. Yo, before to get back to Jumanji, though, I wanted yeah. to bring this up before we forget about it. This film is directed by Joe Johnson. Joe Johnson is a fucking like Hollywood legend. Uh, you might not know him by just name alone. Um, he directed this, Honey, I uh, Shrunk the Kids, mm-hmm. Jurassic Park 3, the first Captain America, the first Avenger. First Avenger. Joe Johnson was one of the OGs with George Lucas and ILM when they started Industrial Light and Magic to actually film fucking Star Wars. Mm-hmm. He was doing models, storyboards, everything. So he was in it. Any fucking nostalgic film from that to Raiders, that man was fucking in it. And he was going to move on. And Lucas said, nah, you don't want to move on to other things in life. You want to go to film school. Paid for this man's film school. Oh, that's I think, cool. Do I think UCLA? And still kept him on partial salary, even though he was what? And that led to him eventually going on and directing that Honey I Shrunk the Kids. <laughs> Shout out Rick Moranis. Shout out Rick Moranis, bro. And 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 also another one we've done on the podcast. He directed the Page Master. The Page Master. Thank Come you. on, Thank talk you. about it, so, bro. Talk about it. Joe's a motherfucking legend, and I. That's another reason why I like the first Captain America so much because so many of the flares on it and the style reminded me of of joe and like his signature shit from like you know old classic hollywood you know or not yeah. classic but you know 80s and shit like that hollywood classic i guess for these kids yeah um 
I just wanted to shout him out because that's why I think so many of the elements in Jumanji work so well is because Joe's like a pioneer of that like old school practical effects and then they stepped into doing new shit for like Jurassic Park and that early CG era. Because mm. I'm telling you, every time I see that lion, I'm just like, man, that thing looks fucking good, man. Yeah, 100%. You can tell the shots between CG and practical, but there's so much with the practical that looks good. I'm just like, bro. F watching that that lion movie with Idris Elba because I'm never gonna believe the lion, <laughs> <laughs> the tiger, whatever it is. Sure, sure, every, sure. Every CG animal in movies nowadays looks so awful to me. It Bro. just looks so bad. And this movie, everything pretty much looks great to me, especially for like the time period. You're just like, bro, the elephant looks good, lion looks good. Yep. But I'll, but I'll never. I make this joke often about the stork or whatever that is that steals the jumanji game board i want to throw hands that's the biggest villain i've ever seen in a film before oh my goodness it's the worst yeah let's get into favorite scenes what's your do you have a favorite scene in, in this movie stampede oh okay that's my the too. beginning Damn. of that stampede <laughs> yeah, i'm telling sure. you as a kid i own i watched this a lot as a kid but i really watched that part i kept rewinding it and shit yeah There's something so cool of this like quiet build-up to everything like oh man did you hear that and shaking it reminded me of like the water ripple and uh when the yeah. t-rex first comes out and then dude like he's just like bro stampede books it the whole bookcase blows open and something about the imagery of it just like sizzled into my brain 100 percent. yeah same, I, I can't even you <laughs> can't even pick a different one yeah i was, I was like uh I don't, maybe he won't pick this one so i'm gonna go with this but yeah you got it that scene is iconic like whenever i think about this movie even because again before i had watched it um it's been a long time since i've seen it but i remember that scene so vividly there's a lot of stuff that i forgot like yeah and your man in the um friggin what's his face in the shoe factory basically making like the first jordans (laughs) the first pair of yeah exactly first air force ones what what was their last name again the uh, parish yeah, the parish ones or whatever. They yeah, were. yeah, exactly. Yeah, because in the beginning of the movie, there's that like that dude that like uh, is like you you like my girlfriend, and they just beat the shit. dude. <laughs> they like, wail on Alan. There's like six kids on a bike. Stranger Things in deep, front of his dad's job, ass. bro. In front, like yeah. the audacity in broad daylight in front of your father's work place of work to beat your son's ass. <laughs> And his dad just goes, oh, I never would have told you to stand up to him if I knew there was a whole pack of them. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. He basically said, Dad, they're following me. He's like, you got to stand up to him, son. You got to stand up to him. Oh, okay. Oh, and then uh, my 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 other question, and I can go first uh, if you can't think of one, because, again, I, I should have prepped you with this before. Oh, you're good. You're good. Is there any movie uh, that's come out in the last, like, I'll say 10 years, uh, that you think would have been fantastic if Robin Williams was in it. Oh my gosh. I got I got one. It's already yeah, a fantastic go, movie. Go first cuz that's a dope question. It's already a fantastic movie, so I'm I'm this is no shade to who played this part cuz I think they did a fantastic job. But I think Robin Williams in The Black Phone Yo, would have been crazy. And bro. Ethan's character? As Ethan's character. As correct. the grabber? Yes. Oh. I don't know what it is about when I saw Ethan Hawke's portrayal of it. Ethan Hawke is fantastic in that movie. If you if you haven't seen The Black Phone, please go. We'll do a, we'll, we'll do a podcast on it maybe uh this coming Halloween or maybe before if we can't wait. Um but The Black Phone is a fantastic film. Um it's written or it's 
the original story was uh um what's the name son right stephen king's son yeah joe hill yeah who wrote it and uh it's a fantastic movie but the grabber is like a child abductor and i was just talking uh in the beginning of this about robin playing like more serious roles and when ethan played it it's with this like childlike uh energy to it and and while watching i was like man robin williams would have freaking killed this bro like not that ethan doesn't but i think robin would have brought something else to it that would have made it even more like creepy and sinister because you there are i feel like you would have been able to pull out the beats where you do kind of trust him for a little bit and then snaps back into the evil you know Mm -hmm. um yes that was my pick i always thought like that he would be he would have been so good in that you know i got one okay go for it go for it and yeah I'll let you know, Lee fucking hates this film. It's hilarious. Okay. Uh, Little Miss Sunshine. As what part? The part that is played really fucking beautifully by Steve Carell. Oh, he did uh, so well, though. Tony Collette's, like, brother or whatever. Yes, yes, so yes, yes, yes. In case, I'll, I'll give you a mini rundown for people who don't know. Little Miss Sunshine was, uh, like, a Sundance Festival little small film that exploded did so well so many good reviews etc it's got like tony mm-hmm. collette alan arkin rest in peace uh steve carell etc abigail uh, great abigail yeah. breslin greg yeah. kinnear um it's all about like this really dysfunctional family trying to take the daughter to on like a road trip so she could participate in like another beauty pageant because she's yes. big on them and the brother in the beginning of the film played by steve carell just they just got him out of the hospital because he tried to commit suicide so he's got to stay with them on like a suicide watch and he tried killing himself because he was in love with another man and it wasn't really reciprocated didn't work so he tried you know often himself and you're so used to steve carell 40 year old virgin the office you know uh evan almighty whatever like really funny and then when the film starts it's just a shot of him like like fucking devastated looking like his life is just over over post you know suicide attempt and it reminded me a lot of robin like that that flip of coin of like holy shit they could absolutely stomp your heart out yep and then make you laugh in the same exact sentence and i think if steve never had that robin would have fit that role and i think he could have absolutely murdered that one man thousand percent dude it's funny that we both picked uh movies where the parts are already really well played, but we think Robin would have took it somewhere. Would have still got it, baby. You know, yeah, exactly. Like there's like the 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 chamber's already full, but then Robin adds just like one more chamber to it or something mm-hmm. like that. You know. You know what's um, even better is we would never get those nice cool things because if Robin was still kicking, they'd be like, "Yeah, Robin's gonna play Doctor Doom." <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean? Exactly. Like next week he would yeah. come out and be like, Robin Williams joined the cast of Fast and Furious Fast 12. Fast and Furious 12. Is, yeah. You're and he looks at everybody like, hey, right, got to make a paycheck. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Thousand percent. He would have been in so many more Disney movies. Yeah. It would have been bro. Yeah, insane, bro. Not to say that I that it's good that he's not here. Like, obviously, I'd like him here to kill some fucking, you know, roles, keep on living. But like, yeah, yeah. it's. It's such an ugly time period. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it would have been. Yeah, you're right. I do think that they the roles that we picked, I don't. They wouldn't have casted them in anyway. No, we would have saw Flubber two already, and it probably I gotta rewatch Flubber, bro, because I don't even time. remember really what it's about other than scientist makes green goo. green goo that yeah, shakes its that can, butt. That yeah, can dance. Yeah, Flubber two would have came out, and it would have got snubbed and been a direct to Disney Plus film. <laughs> yeah, probably. It would have been ugly, and yeah. then. Gosh, 
He would have been the live action genie though. On that front, man, I love Will Smith, but mm -hmm. didn't know what a candle. There's so. some roles in those films that like they were done so perfectly. There's no way you can redo them. Like they did yeah. Lion King, and they were like, "Hey, James, are you still alive?" And James Earl Jones was like, "Why, yes." And they're like, "Good." So, you know, same thing with Phil and Hercules. Danny DeVito, you still kicking? Oh yeah, roll your ass right. on over here because ain't man. nobody else playing that role, you know. And bump, 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 bump. that zero, that whatever that song is that he sings to Hercules. I used to love that song as a kid. But no, I was gonna say zero to hero, but no, that's the zero other to hero. one. It's the one where he's like training. It's yeah. all up to you, kid. <laughs> whatever he says. Oh man, yeah. yeah. The the new Lion King. If we're if we're speaking about like the remake stuff, like it's hard because like. The new Lion King had a lot of people that I respect in it. Donald Glover is Simba, Beyonce is Nala. I love Seth Rogen um, as as Pumbaa. Like there were a lot of good casting decisions made, but like, just I I got we I went to Disney Springs, ETX Theater, super stoked to be in there. Lion King is 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 uh, top two, and it's not two. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and. Uh, I I nice. I left that movie just feeling like empty. I was just like, <laughs> wow. And and again, I I was rooting for it because again, it had a lot of people in it that I do really respect and admire. And um, yeah, it just was whatever heart they pumped into that original. Um, we got to talk about it a little bit with Tony because uh, he did some animation on it. Please go back and listen to that one with a uh, Tony Stanley. But whatever heart they pumped into that first one, ooh man, dude, it stuck was... it out. Yeah, man, it was not there, dude. It was not there. Bro, before we go, yeah, can we address what the hell's going on with Chris Pratt? <laughs> I understood Mario. Who cares? I barely understood Mario, but yeah. I, I was like, I don't care. Sure. I, it's weird, but like, whatever. It wasn't worth putting up a fight about. It was like, I guess. I know. knew <laughs> that an animated Garfield was coming out, which I thought, oh, cool. Garfield's cool. funny. Yeah. You relate to him. He hates Mondays. He loves lasagna. Who doesn't? Yeah, who doesn't? They did two weird, awful-looking, weird movies with Bill Murray, but then I'm like, all right, animated. And then they say Chris Pratt was the voice, and I thought, yeah, these are just the guys making a joke from Mario still. Yeah. And then I saw it, that it was real. And Official. I'm like, why? What the fuck? Yeah. Why is he getting... I thought it was, like, the same website that was going to post today later, like, actually, we cast a Scarlett Johansson. Like, I thought it was going to be that yeah, Like, it was show. The Youngin or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I, I... Understand, I I like Chris. He's cool. But I'm over there like, sure. why? Why are we picking someone different for this? For Garfield? What? I saw some kind of post where it's, like, an actor is, like, in a room uh, reading sides for a, a voice thing. And they're like, oh, do I, you think I, like, pump up the Italian here? Do I whatever... And then Chris Pratt walks in. He's like, so I get to use my normal voice, right? <laughs> and they're like, yeah, of course, Chris. He's like, all right. Well, and then they, the actor Fantastic. sees and he's like, shit. I, like, there's no way. Like, Chris Pratt, as much as, and I, again, I, I really enjoyed the Super Mario movie. I thought it was great. I didn't like, fun. I didn't think he was bad. Um, it's just like, we get it. Like, we can we go with somebody else? Especially in the voice acting realm where there's so many, like, choices yeah. you can go with i i could go into voice acting for days because it's 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 one it's a it's a medium where i understand why in animated film they do go for um higher celebrities because again this is about making money the better celebrity that's in it the more likely people are willing to go but there's so much more talented voice actors i think about like cree summer if you don't know who cree summer is 
boy Susie on Rugrats. She's with so many different parts. Mm-hmm. And like she doesn't get the respect she deserves because she's known as like she does these like side things or like yeah. she's my she's like the voice of my childhood, but no one really knows her. And they and she should be in these like, you know, she should have been in Super Mario as a part because her voice is so dynamic. There's so many other dynamic voice actors that that should be in the forefront, but we're stuck with Chris Pratt doing it over and over again. You know, just Garfield to me is 50. Like, 100%. he's fucking crass, old, is over the shit, kicks the dog out, eats, goes to take a nap. So it's weird to me to be like, we're going to get Chris, who I view as, like, energetic. Andy Dwyer. It play. made sense that Bill Murray was the fucking voice. Yeah. But at this point, I want something different that was more like he was in the cartoons that they actually made yeah. for him. You know what I mean? The only voice thing that, to me, that, like, 100% fit Chris Pratt was that Lego movie. Yeah, perfect. That was the only one that was like, yeah, this makes total sense. Like, Chris Pratt fits this character so well. And again, I'm not trying to hate on uh, uh, Super Mario. Like, I, I'm i over it. He was fine. But I, yeah, it. this is like, what? What are we doing? Slow rant. I'm sorry. I just saw. No, so no. Worth, worth the, the mention because I did it was see so, that. And it I was, was just, just like, so weird. I for I think until today, I thought it was just like, oh, this isn't real. He's not. There's no way. <laughs> um, uh, final thoughts on Jumanji? Final thoughts on Jumanji uh, are that I just, I miss Robin Williams. I miss this kind of film. Definitely watch it for that. And on top of that, this is the Christmas holiday season. A lot of people are spending time with family. This is a good family film. Mm. Um, So by all means, if you're with the family, you're looking for something to watch that isn't, I don't know, whatever Netflix show is. I don't know what kids are watching anymore. I'm not privy to it, but this stuff is worth it. This stuff is definitely worth the watch. How about you, Dylan? Final thoughts. Final thoughts. Gather up your Robin Williams films. Mm. Just have a marathon. Have a marathon, man. Talking Jumanji, Flubber, mm. Good Will Hunting. Yes. That awful RV movie. Oh, I forgot he was in that. That's true. <laughs> Time to think of other movies. One hour photo. One hour after photo. your parents go Aladdin. to bed. Aladdin. Uh, Miss Doubtfire. The list goes on and on. Okay. Turn on Mork and Mindy if you want. I don't care. Mork and Mindy. Yeah, dude. Do it if you want. Do yeah, it, baby. Man. Just do um, it. Yeah. But we uh we got more things cooking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got we got that. We got some uh some. We thought a little. Uh, we thought a little outside the box. What's bigger than a beard? Whole body covered with hair. Whole I'm talking body apes. Covered with hair. We're talking Planet. apes. We're talking. And we're talking the first five apes. We're gonna do a two parter apes. We're going ape yeah. on it. So the first five. <laughs> we're going uh, ape on it. That's good. The first. There's too many. So we're gonna do the first five original apes. We're gonna break it down a little bit. Talk about them damn dirty apes and then later on we're going to treat you to the caesar trilogy because me and cam are excited for this upcoming kingdom of the planet of the apes you know planet is the uh, the marky mark one though (laughs) i might watch it for the fans of marky mark for the fans of this podcast i might endure it someone let me know if they want us to talk about that one because if you want us to yeah dylan isn't the biggest fan of trashing a movie dylan does respect the medium and He's helped me respect the medium a lot more, but I think that's one that I can get him to. But once in a while. Yeah, we can we can have a little fun with that one if y'all want it. So. Once in a while, I'll get the flame flower out. Maybe we'll throw that one as a as a behind the scenes or a extended cut where we watch it and we just like as like an end of the year, it's we watch it and just like two hours all. of us just roasting it. 
but also look forward to uh december because we're gonna get a little more holiday fever absolutely. we're gonna get a little bit of christmas classics for you maybe a little cook up a little something absolutely man some better movies yeah for sure we definitely uh we started off with the princess switch and uh, <laughs> we definitely gonna... although we did rock home alone which is an all-time great hey, absolutely yeah we're gonna try to crank it up a notch from really get, really we're getting get to the end of the year and uh thank you to anybody who's watching man it really means a lot god to bless us. yeah we hope to keep entertaining you and keep building on this podcast so hopefully get to a point where you guys can be like i was listening to them back when uh they were using dollar like iphone mics from five below look <laughs> at them now you know there's <laughs> some dollar mics bro <laughs> i'm over here that. pinching the cord like it's an mp3 player. right yeah he not does you know ruining Good takes where where we had to edit things differently because we got mics rubbing on sweaters we've come a long <laughs> way bro we've come a long way <laughs> hold it down hold it down p.o.p i can see barely <laughs> anyway man it's been cam it's been dylan it's been extra butter we'll see y'all next week man. see y'all see y'all later later Goodbye, bye, bye.